Hello, hello. We are here again in the book of Deuteronomy, starting out today with chapter 18, reading a bit about the portion for the priests and the promise of a prophet. We will move into chapter 19, where we will read about the cities of refuge for murderers. And then we will also read about laws about witnesses, laws about military service, and laws about unsolved murders. So, let's get started. Deuteronomy chapter 18. The priests, the Levites, and all the tribe of Levi shall have no part nor inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the offerings of the Lord made by fire and his inheritance. Therefore they shall have no inheritance among their brethren. The Lord is their inheritance, as he hath said unto them. And this shall be the priests due from the people, from them that offer a sacrifice, whether it be ox or sheep, and they shall give unto the priest the shoulder, and the two cheeks, and the maw. The first fruits also of thy corn, of thy wine, and of thy oil, and the first of the fleece of thy sheep shalt thou give him. For the Lord thy God hath chosen him out of all thy tribes to stand to minister in the name of the Lord, him and his sons, for ever. And if a Levite come from any of thy gates out of all Israel, where he sojourned, and come with all the desire of his mind unto the place which the Lord shall choose, then he shall minister in the name of the Lord his God, as all his brethren the Levites do, which stand there before the Lord. They shall have like portions to eat beside that which cometh of the sale of his patrimony. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. So these verses we're about to read, they contain a list of occult magic practices, which was common in the religions of Canaan. This was an abomination to God. It was forbidden by him for his people to partake in any of this. Those among God's people who did practice such things were to be put to death. The New Testament also says that those who do these things will not enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 10. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. So Moses reminds the Israelites not to emulate these Canaanite practices of child sacrifice. Does anyone else think that sounds a lot like abortion today? Um, the child sacrifices were made to pagan gods and performed to influence the gods and what was taking place, what they needed, what they wanted. Um, those who used divination also sought to predict future events or uncover secrets by the aid of the evil spirits or by some human means. But God's way for us is to gain truth, to listen to his word, to him, to his faithful prophets, to wait for his revelation. 
verse 11, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. This is a list that includes mediums, spiritists, people who call up the dead, um, who consult and talk to the spirit world. Um, they predict the future. They gain power this way. Communication with the dead is communication with demons. God says, just don't do that. Verse 12, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee so to do. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken, according to all that thou desiredst of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass, that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet, which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. And if thou say in thine heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken, but the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. So the ultimate prophet, like Moses, was Christ, who is the Messiah. Like Moses, the prophet was to be an Israelite who would speak God's word. The Jews of Jesus' time expected the coming of this great prophet. Unfortunately, they didn't recognize Jesus. <clears throat> Chapter 19 When the Lord thy God hath cut off the nations, whose land the Lord thy God giveth thee, and thou succeedest them, and dwellest in their cities and in their houses. Thou shalt separate three cities for thee in the midst of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. Thou shalt prepare thee a way, and divide the coasts of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, to inherit into three parts, that every slayer may flee thither. And this is the case of the slayer, which shall flee thither, that he may live. Whoso killeth his neighbor ignorantly, whom he hated not in time past, as when a man goeth into the wood with his neighbor to hew wood, and his hand fetcheth a stroke with the axe to cut down a tree, and the head slippeth from the helve, and lighteth upon his neighbor, that he die, he shall flee unto one of those cities, and live. 
lest the avenger of the blood pursue the slayer while his heart is hot and overtake him because the way is long and slay him whereas he was not worthy of death inasmuch as he hated him not in time past wherefore i command thee saying thou shalt separate three cities for thee and if the lord thy god enlarge thy coast as he hath sworn unto thy fathers and give thee all the land which he promised to give unto thy fathers if thou shalt keep all these commandments to do them which i command thee this day to love the lord thy god and to walk ever in his ways then shalt thou add three cities more for thee beside these three that innocent blood be not shed in thy land which the lord thy god giveth thee for an inheritance and so blood be upon thee but if any man hate his neighbor and lie in wait for him and rise up against him and smite him mortally that he die and fleeth into one of these cities then the elders of his city shall send and fetch him thence and deliver him into the hand of the avenger of blood that he may die thine eye shall not pity him but thou shalt put away the guilt of innocent blood from israel that it may go well with thee thou shalt not remove thy neighbor's landmark which they of old time have set in thine inheritance which thou shalt inherit in the land that the lord thy god giveth thee to possess it one witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin in any sin that he sinneth at the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall the matter be established if a false witness rise up against any man to testify against him that which is wrong then both the men between whom the controversy is shall stand before the lord before the priests and the judges which shall be in those days and the judges shall make diligent inquisition and behold if the witness be a false witness and hath testified falsely against his brother then shall ye do unto him as he had thought to have done unto his brother so shalt thou put the evil away from among you and those which remain shall hear and fear and shall henceforth commit no more any such evil among you and thine eye shall not pity but life shall go for life eye for eye tooth for tooth hand for hand foot for foot so the idea here is that punishment of crime should be commensurate with the offense not excessive leniency towards those who harm innocent unprotected individuals encourages evil and violence while the new testament doesn't abrogate this principle for governing society it does forbid the law of retaliation and of course this all goes back to if we can simply keep the first and the second command we shouldn't have to worry about breaking any of the other ones if we truly love the lord if we truly love our neighbor none of this would ever be something that would come into our heart okay verse 20 or chapter 20 <laughs> when thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou be not afraid of them for the lord thy god is with thee 
which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be, when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach, and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, you approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. And the officers shall speak unto the people, saying, What man is there that hath built a new house, and hath not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle, and another man dedicate it. And what man is he that hath planted a vineyard, and hath not yet eaten of it? Let him also go and return unto his house, lest he die in the battle, and another man eat of it. And what man is there that hath betrothed a wife, and hath not taken her? Let him go, and return unto his house, lest he die in battle, and another man take her. And the officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go, and return unto his house, lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. And it shall be, when the officers have made an end of speaking unto the people, that they shall make captains of the armies to lead the people. When thou comest nigh unto a city to fight against it, then proclaim peace unto it. And it shall be, if it make thee answer of peace, and open unto thee, then it shall be, that all the people that is found therein shall be tributaries unto thee, and they shall serve thee. And if it will make no peace with thee, but will make war against thee, then thou shalt besiege it. And when the Lord thy God hath delivered it into thine hands, thou shalt smite every male thereof with the edge of the sword. But the women, and the little ones, and the cattle, and all that is in the city, even all the spoil thereof, shalt thou take unto thyself, and thou shalt eat the spoil of thine enemies which the Lord thy God hath given thee. Thus shalt thou do unto all the cities which are very far off from thee, which are not the cities of these nations. But of the cities of these people, which the Lord thy God doth give thee for an inheritance, thou shalt save alive nothing that breatheth, but thou shalt utterly destroy them, namely the Hittites and the Amorites, the Canaanites and the Perizzites, the Hivites and the Jebusites, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that they teach you not to do after all their abominations which they have done unto their gods, so should ye sin against the Lord your God. When thou shalt besiege a city a long time in making war against it, to take it, thou shalt not destroy the trees thereof by forcing an axe against them, for thou mayest eat of them, and thou shalt not cut them down, for the tree of the field is man's life, to employ them in the siege. Only the trees which thou knowest that they be not trees for meat, thou shalt destroy, and cut them down. And thou shalt build bulwarks against the city that maketh war with thee, until it be subdued. I'm going to take a quick drink.
And then we are going to move in to chapter 21. If one be found slain in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it, lying in the field, and it be not known who hath slain him, then thy elders and thy judges shall come forth, and they shall measure unto the cities which are round about him that is slain. And it shall be that the city which is next unto the slain man, even the elders of that city, shall take an heifer which hath not been wrought with, and which hath not drawn in the yoke. And the elders of that city shall bring down the heifer unto a rough valley, which is neither eared nor sown, and shall strike off the heifer's neck there in the valley. And the priests, the sons of Levi, shall come near, for them the Lord thy God hath chosen to minister unto him, and to bless him in the name of the Lord. And by their word shall every controversy and every stroke be tried. And all the elders of the city that are next unto the slain man shall wash their hands over the heifer that is beheaded in the valley. And they shall answer and say, Our hands have not shed this blood, neither have our eyes seen it. Be merciful, O Lord, unto thy people Israel, whom thou hast redeemed, and lay not innocent blood unto thy people of Israel's charge, and the blood shall be forgiven them. So shalt thou put away the guilt of innocent blood from among you, when thou shalt do that which is right in the sight of the Lord. When thou goest forth to war against thine enemies, and the Lord thy God hath delivered them into thine hands, and thou hast taken them captive, and seest among the captives a beautiful woman, and hast a desire unto her, that thou wouldest have her to thy wife, then thou shalt bring her home to thine house, and she shall shave her head, and pare her nails, and she shall put the raiment of her captivity from off her, and shall remain in thine house, and bewail her father and her mother a full month, and after that thou shalt go in unto her, and be her husband, and she shall be thy wife. And it shall be, if thou have no delight in her, then thou shalt let her go, whither she will, but thou shalt not sell her at all for money, thou shalt not make merchandise of her, because thou hast humbled her. So the enemies they're referring to here are those outside of Canaan. God's people were instructed to not marry the Canaanite people. The instructions given here protect the dignity of the women who are made captives by forbidding them mistreatment. If a man have two wives, one beloved and another hated, and they have borne him children, both the beloved and the hated, and if the firstborn son be hers that was hated, then it shall be, when he maketh his sons to inherit that which he hath, that he may not make the son of the beloved firstborn before the son of the hated, which is indeed the firstborn. But he shall acknowledge the son of the hated for the firstborn, by giving him a double portion of all that he hath, for he is the beginning of his strength. The right of the firstborn is his. If a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father, or the voice of his mother, and that 
when they have chastened him, will not hearken unto them. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him, and bring him out unto the elders of his city, and unto the gate of his place. And they shall say unto the elders of his city, This our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. And all the men of his city shall stone him with stones, that he die. So shalt thou put away evil from among you, and all Israel shall hear and fear. So here we also see, having more than one wife, it produces difficult relationships. I think we've read that as we were going through Genesis. Favoritism, preferential treatment, and this can be the case in so many relationships in general. Um, but it's important to remember God never approved of multiple wives. He gave guidelines, but we have to choose what we will follow, what we will do. Um, there's so many things that slavery, um, the multiple wives that people say that God approved of, but he never did. That's a part of the free will where we are to choose what we shall do. We need to make our own decisions sometimes. And we have God's word today so we can look and we can see what God would have us to do. I wonder sometimes what it was like back then. For Moses and Joshua, they didn't have a written word. They didn't really know the way we do. I mean, I know there was the the retelling to generations, the importance and the value of teaching your children, of helping them to know who Abraham and Isaac and Jacob were, and all these stories. Um, and of course, God was with them. There were those that heard his voice, and there were prophets. But it's always important to remember that so much of what we read here, we're reading about the people that God walked with, the people that God used. And while God used them, they were still imperfect people. They were still people who had free will. They were still people who had to choose whether they would obey God or not. So let us remember as we read about that. And, you know, as we read these laws, it's so good to see God is in the details. He wants to make sure that we know exactly what would be right to do. Um, even when he talks about serving in the military, um, he wants to make sure that before anyone goes, their family is well taken care of, their home is taken care of. Um, you know, with with our children, with our wives, our husbands, there's, there's an order that he wants us to have in all things. And so, let us pray for that order. Let us pray for that wisdom in whatever situation we're in, that we would do what would be pleasing to God.